Britain is about to witness the birth of robot wars. They're still making final adjustments. Three, two, one. Hello everyone and welcome to Activate the Robot Wars podcast. I am Benji, also the hitman, along with me. It's Robbie Harmlessly. I wasn't expecting that. You weren't expecting a Terminator intro, were you? Well done. (laughs) I I didn't see that coming, I really didn't. There you go, I am full of surprises. (laughs) I'm not, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm just here. (laughs) You bring it to the table, it's fine. So week five. Week five, final heat. Final heat before the grand final. Yep, we will find out our final finalist. We've said the final <laughs> about four times in some variation or another, literally in the last 20 seconds. Our final finalist, and we won't find out our wild card just yet, do we? We find them out on the actual final show, is that correct? Yeah, they'll announce that on the final show, probably right at the beginning of the last episode, yeah. Yeah. So we'll, but we'll know who our contenders are for the wild card as well. So yeah. we'll start predictions on wild card and the final match with the grand final winner in the next couple of weeks. Since yeah. we're going to be uh, missing out on Robot Wars next week. If anyone doesn't know, next Sunday it's the Masters, so it's going to be golf uh... instead of Robot Wars. I see you're a fan. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a, a very different sport, really, isn't it? If they could just enter one robot competitor, so at least have that. Yeah, then, we, then we could review it. <laughs> well, one is a carefully edited together show, which includes exploding robots. And then the other one is, how long does the golf go on for, roughly? Many hours. of Four like, days as well. Middle-aged men hitting things with sticks like but once and then <laughs> then punching the air and then spending 15 minutes walking to the next bit that's, you know uh, what golf could really do with robots i reckon yeah. it'd be re- a lot more fun to watch yeah. if there were robots there to speed things up so if they they hit the ball <laughs> it goes it goes it, hit, it goes, lands wherever instead of having to make their way over to it in their little caddy they just jump on a robot which goes, and it just takes them all of a sudden just there. drones flutter down from the sky and pick up the golfers and drag them to the next point <laughs> there's stuff everywhere that'd be way more exciting well we'll suggest it to them i'm sure golf is open to changes right yeah it's I'm not sure. been the exact same sport for years and years and years and years, <laughs> yeah, years. The pga are open to drone suggestions <laughs> that'll work <laughs> holes but located on a drone in the air yeah <laughs> it'd so be not impossible. only do you have to get it right but you have to predict the drone's movements <laughs> it'd be impossible Okay, so what do we do? Yes, let's get into the mailbag, Ben. Good suggestion. Okay, the mailbag this week is just predictions. Excellent. There were other comments, but there were just so many predictions, I figured we'll just go with them and we'll discuss. Let's do it. I've selected a few. There were more, but they all follow the same theme. So I figured <laughs> I'd just go with the six or seven I've got written down. Mm-hmm. So Jackie Banks goes with Apollo versus Carbide, predicting Apollo to win. Okay, that's a, yeah. Mimicking last year. Yeah. James Holland, Apollo versus Carbide with Carbide winning. Okay. And also predicts Coyote and Crackers and Smash being the other head-to-head guys. The other ones that make it through the Oh, the other guys who get through the four ways. Okay, that's cool. Thomas Johnston, Carbide versus Apollo with Carbide winning. Ashley Watkinson. 
Carbide versus Apollo with Carbide winning. Wow, okay. Simon Griffiths. Carbide versus Rusty with what? Carbide winning. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Say that last one again. Winning was the last word I said. Well, say the previous five words before that. Carbide versus Rusty with Carbide. That's the previous so, five words. So, it's what you asked okay. for. That's very pedantic. <laughs> Nonetheless, so Rusty's... Are you saying that Rusty, not Apollo, is going to make it to the final? That's what he's saying. Of tonight. Of tonight. See, I like that because that does kind of mix it up a bit. It mixes it up a little bit. I wonder what it is about Rusty that they gravitated towards there. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it... Maybe we'll figure it out when we talk about Rusty. Yeah. But I don't know if we actually will. Yeah. And of course, mm-hmm. ukulele Chris. Bring it. Right. Is he going to shock is, me? This is an interesting one, actually. Okay. It's Carbide versus Apollo with Carbide winning. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, now I... <laughs> we'll get to my prediction after we list the bots. Yeah, we'll do but, that. Uh, we'll give you some time yeah. to mull it over. Yeah. I should have actually figured out the percentages as to who thought was going to win this. I'd say, as an estimate, mm-hmm. 90% Carbide, 10% Apollo. That's no one really else predicted weird. any other actual heat finalist winner no for this one so it's as far as everyone's concerned it's definitely carbide or apollo and most likely carbide despite the previous series yep and i asked on twitter if anyone sees a surprise winner so someone not including apollo or carbide mm-hmm. i got a few replies and those replies were no <laughs> That's okay many variations of the word no so no one sees anyone other than Carbide or Apollo getting through. So is this the most predicted final? Are we saying there's no grey area apart from some sort of wild, rusty throw in there? Without it having aired yet, people are predicting this to be the most predictable final. Wow. If you group them all together, they all think the same thing is going to happen, generally. But as we know, with Robot Wars, nothing is set in stone. Anything can happen. All it takes is one to break down. Exactly. Or anything. Or just get the right bot at the right time with the right move. And that's it. Maybe Trolley Rage is an absolute beast. Yeah, exactly. You don't know. Some (laughs) of these bots are untested. You just don't know. All right. What are we going to do? Do we have to go down the bots now? Let's go through our lineup today. From North Wales, Apollo. Housebot hunting season is open. From the Midlands, Carbide. Carbide! From Ayrshire, Coyote. How do you pronounce where they're from? Ayrshire? 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 I don't know. Ayrshire? How many coyotes have been spotted in Ayrshire? 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 Are you sure it's that? No. <laughs> Should get up Google to tell us. We might have to in a minute. Let's move on. From Ribbon, Crackers, Boom Smash. Half lifter, half spinner, all cluster. From Derby, Mega Mouse. Cheese it. From Brighton, Miss Nightshade. But why would you need shade at night? From Glasgow, Rusty. Oh, trusty, crusty, rusty. From Medway, Kent. Staff announcement, clean up on the Isle of Pain. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. 
That was, that was intense. I know. <laughs> My expectations of trolley are just through the roof. <laughs> we really expect something big. I bet it doesn't even start now. <laughs> okay, let's start with Apollo then. Let's start with the top with the champ. For some reason, it looks chunkier. It looks bigger than it was. It's, yeah. Uh, we've upgraded the armour on the side, so it's got a little bit wider from now, but only a fraction, really. Have you kept any of the scars from the last? Yeah, series? we've got still at the front there some of the scars from uh, Canterbide. Uh, sorry, Carbide. Um, I get that mixed up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we've got a few scars still from that. Okay, it's Apollo. The defending champions still got what is essentially a space chessboard. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> because... Yeah. Like that someone would play this variation of a game on it, but aliens do it and they're slightly more advanced than us, so we can't understand the rules. So it looks completely illogical to us, but oh, to like, them. Like that hologram board game in uh, Star Wars. Yeah, but even more advanced because yeah. it's all like weird and can flip you. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, I always thought it was just like racing checkers, but... That's probably more closer accurate. <laughs> to what it really You've is. You've got a great yeah. imagination though, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the Welsh Flipper is back along with its boy band team. Yep, down to two. No longer three of them. Yeah, I did notice that. Is the other one entering with a different bot? Nope. Just not part of the team anymore? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Why would you walk away from all of this? Go out whilst you're on top, man. Good point. He's never going to lose now. But not like a true veteran of the business who would go out on their backs, as you should. Of course you should. Putting over young talent. Putting but, over the young oh well. talent. Thanks, Terry Funk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so they're the 2016 champs. Flipped victims include... Can Opener, PP3D, Sweeney Todd, Dead Metal, Matilda, Eruption, Shunt, Carbide, TR2, and Four. It's intense when you read list them out like that. Yeah. And it was all in one series. Amazing when you all think about it. All those victims, all of those people got sent into orbit. Amazing. They're not just striving to defend their title this time either. They actually want to flip all four house robots. All of that was not enough for them. No. <laughs> because there is one house bot missing from that list. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. They want Sir Kay. They, well, it's, <laughs> it's the big challenge. You've got, it is. You've got to try. I mean, when you actually see the size of Sir Kay, especially compared to the competitors, huge, huge. Is, is Apollo going to be able to do it? They can certainly lift him. Whether they can flip him is a whole other question entirely. They'd need to get the perfect angle to do it. Speaking about the flipper as well, this is improved. They've upgraded it a bit. It's a better flipper. It's a new 1000 PSI, full pressure, CO2 flipper. So it's going to be even more flippery. (laughs) Flippery. (laughs) Very Still pretty much one of the most powerful in the competition. Can flip a ton, can lob opponents six feet into the air. I swear last year it said 10 feet, but then I just can't find any information on that as if it never could. Yeah. But six feet in the air is still more than enough. <laughs> God, that is awesome. But it does have its weaknesses. A bit exposed at the back. Slightly exposed tyres, not fully, but slightly. And there is also the issue of once that flipper's open, everything inside is on display, isn't it? Yeah, it's yes. on display yeah. whilst the flap is up. An interesting note about them, actually. They are the first ever Robot Wars champions that during their winning season lost more fights than another robot. Really? They lost more fights than TR2 did. TR2 won more fights in wow. in last the last season. Okay, so <clears throat> W to L ratio wise, yeah. TR2 is the superior bot. 
it's the arguably, it, it, arguably. yeah arguably mm. thanks to this new um format with the yeah. league table and the points you can lose and go on to be and go on to still champion. win yeah exactly that's interesting, isn't it? Interesting when you put it like that. You could call TR2 the people's champion. See, I feel like TR2 and Apollo need to have... A grudge match yeah, to figure out. Yeah, a proper like, flipper v flipper match that we can settle this with. They were in the same... Were they in the same... No, they were in the final together, weren't they? They were in the final together. Yeah, yeah. And TR2 did get the upper hand. Is that I right? Honestly, I'm struggling remember to remember. Match. I can't remember their match off the top of my head. Oh, man. We're going to have to rewatch that. Yeah, we've got to figure out what's going on but there's definitely a, a rivalry there even if it's not a known rivalry no. it's a uh, we've started it <laughs> yeah we've just started it there's two <laughs> two arguable champions yeah. i guess you could say <laughs> but apollo fantastic bot the champions they got nothing they to prove other than defending their title now the problem is the expectations on them are so high now they're gonna yeah. be feeling oh, that pressure standing that's in a that good booth. point they've they've got to perform they've mm. got to perform yeah and they've already set the bar so high, they didn't just become champions, they flipped three house robots. Yeah. But they have then gone on to social media saying they are definitely going to try and flip to kill a lot. That's setting the bar even higher. That's, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of expectations. The expectations they have on themselves is a lot. Oh boy. Okay, well, have, now we've spoken about Apollo, we have to speak about the other favourite. Carbide. It seems that Apollo in the previous group battle are kind of marked men as the the champions. Yeah. You guys, you know, runners up, do you feel like there's a lot of eyes out for you? Yeah, we've put in a lot of work this series just to iron out all the problems that we had and hopefully we've fixed all those. So we've got um, a new weapon motor, new drive. It spins up faster um, to a higher top speed now as well. So what's so the top speed now? Uh, 250 miles an hour in three seconds. And okay. it's about 20% more powerful now. So be good to have another pop at Apollo, definitely. Please, Carbide, everybody. Good luck. Carbide, the most dangerous robot. The runner-up. So the spinner has 60 times more energy than a sniper bullet. That's just intense, isn't it? That's terrifying. What type of sniper bullet, though? Um, I didn't realise there was types. I'm sure there must be. Well, I mean, there's different... What do they call it? Caliber? Yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah. Gauge? No, that's shotgun's gauge, isn't it? I think so. We are British and we don't know much about guns. <laughs> yeah, basically. that's the problem. Spinners, however. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, well, we can do that. In all fairness, if it's 60 times more energy than a sniper bullet, it's not going to matter what kind of sniper bullet. <laughs> yeah, it will good. definitely be more powerful. This is the bot that took out a chunk of the arena. We're talking that powerful. Serious, serious stuff. 25 kilogram, 850 millimeter, 250 mile per hour bar spinner located right front and center. Uh, the back is actually slightly wedged. So again, if you get around the back of it, if you're lucky enough, it's the wedge is going to be a lot harder to attack. It will either deflect a spinner. It'll be low enough to the ground to hopefully stop most flippers. And you're just going to end up running, riding up it and going back into the Old Spinneroo again, oh, yeah. slightly faster. It's gone from 12 miles per hour to 15. It Good should idea. be easier to control now. It has a custom-made weapon motor and clutch system for the motor as well. For the um, weapon, sorry. Mm. But we can't comment too much about that because, of course, Carbide is so dangerous that it cannot be tested. The tradition with these types of robots, the spinners, in theory, mostly a bit faster, a bit more powerful, totally more reliable. The only thing Carbide has to be careful of is how much damage it takes on itself from an impact Yes, when it attacks another robot. That came into play last year quite a bit. 
a few times. There were re- some reliability issues last year, which was the main reason for their downfall in the end. Yeah. They still were the runners-up, though. So they are one of the two big ones, basically, mm. along with Apollo. These guys, big deal, tough to fight. <laughs> just just mentally picture what Thor looked like. <laughs> That's towards point. the end and that's Thor <laughs> and that was Thor Thor was invincible for most part <laughs> let's remember just that patched together zombie that was left in the wake of Carbide Spinner have you seen their BattleBots robot no Cobalt really it Good. looks like um, looks like Carbide but the spinner is like almost like an axe head like the way it's bladed and it's blue and white and a lot um, better paint job Nice. I'd say. Oh, that's good. But still really cool. Very similar robots they entered. Aesthetically, that is a really nice looking bot. Yeah. Oh, it's a great yeah. bot. So your prediction regarding Carbide. Oh, well, I didn't even give a prediction regarding Apollo, did I? No, let's go for both of them. Okay. Well, yeah, they're, they're probably going to go out in four ways, guys. I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I don't think there's anything really left to say about Apollo or Carbide or our expectations of them. It's going to be a shock if they do anything other than at least perform extremely well. Worst case scenario, the match starts and Carbide can't move. And then that's it. <laughs> Can you imagine if after all that, Carbide and Apollo just break down? Both the of first. them. <laughs> they go to move forward and their links drop and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Both out in the four ways yeah. straight away. <laughs> it would guarantee new champs. It would guarantee new champ. That's a good point. Depending on what happens to Apollo, pretty much dictates whether or not we can guarantee a new champ this year. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's move on to Coyote. So talk me through Coyote. So the main weapon on Coyote, this beast here, um, it's a clamp and lift weapon. Right. So you can grab down onto the opponents and lift them up as well. Okay, so kill a lot style? Kill a lot style, nice. yeah. Rachel, any yes. weaknesses that you think we might need to Again, be careful of? I think it could be the chainsaw, actually. Like, see if we get flipped and it lands on the chainsaw, it's yeah. done. Can I have a coyote call, please? Go on, Callum. Not from me. I think, <laughs> I think, I think that's Jamie's job. Oh, everybody, coyote call. Oh! Is that what a coyote does? I don't know. I have no idea, but let's go with that. <laughs> coyote, the rusty brown steampunk crusher. Yeah, cannibalised by from parts of other bots, including Team Danby's Tanto Jr. Oh, okay. Yeah. Untested, of course, because Naturally. it just seems like a thing now. <laughs> Why would you ever want to test a bot? Um, <laughs> what well, do you test a well, crushy know. thing on? I suppose you could crush things. You could just chuck it. stuff into its mouth and see what happens, I suppose. So the name, I figure, comes from the screeching sound that apparently the chainsaw makes. That's if you ever heard a coyote oh. squeal, it's a pretty horrible noise. I never figured that. Yeah, yeah that's good. It kind of... Yeah, and it has the the jaw that look as well. Oh, definitely. It certainly yeah. has a um, canine esque yeah look to it. As oh, well. definitely. Yeah. And the wild, rusty, dirty kind of look. Oh, going you know, on so, it yeah, and stuff like that. Steampunk outback kind of. Exactly. Yeah. Arizona <laughs> pieced together from rounds. It like Fallout kind of look to it. Really um, made by an ex PP3D member. Yes, Jamie, Jamie was previously yeah. of PP3D. It's the first chainsaw featured on a robot since season four. Wow. Chainsaws fell out of That's fashion about pretty badly. 15 years ago. Yeah. Mainly because they just, they're not very good. They can't cut through the, the armors these days. No. They may have a chance of getting through some of the polycarbonate based armors, the Maybe. plastic based armors, 
but even then it's going to be really superficial damage. The chainsaw can raise and lower as well. It's a full on. Okay. But it's also just quite flimsy and doesn't really. They have a tendency to fall off. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're these big, long, clunky things. Mm. When they get bashed about, they just they just fall apart. Wow. They're not really made for this kind of thing. You've got to think a chainsaw's made to what cut wood. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's primarily it is, made yeah, to yeah, do. Exactly. And there ain't many wooden bots about these days. And so. arguably, American teenagers in Texas-based horror oh, movies. Of course, yes. But, yeah. yeah. People yeah. and wood. People and wood. <laughs> yeah, it's not a great weapon choice. I I wonder what made them choose it. What? I think Quite it's more for the aesthetics. I think it's primarily it a crusher yeah. with the two lifting two lifting arms are going to a crusher. And yeah. I think the chainsaw is more there just for the aesthetic of it. So the question we have to, of course, apply is, can Apollo flip it? Yes. Could Carbide chew it up? Yes. Probably. So, yeah. Predictions for Coyote. It, it has got a chance to get out of the four ways in one piece as long as it doesn't encounter either of those bots in like, you know, an actual physical confrontation. Run away, basically. <laughs> it's basically got to run away. <laughs> run away. Crushes, um, we haven't seen much from Crushes in terms of success. Not lately. No. Not lately. It's They're almost going out of fashion. Yeah. I'm sure there is potential there, but it's all about that control and not being destroyed by a spinner first. Yeah. Do you find Coyote looks like if there was a steampunk power range it would be there like zord yeah that's a nice way of looking at it <laughs> it has it has a, it has a look about it that it could be gigantic with someone inside yeah that makes sense if you did a perspective shot of it looking up it probably looked like it could uh it, it could be a zord yeah. yeah there we go yeah, that was topical it was topical yeah. i just saw power rangers can you tell <laughs> <laughs> score out of five i liked it three out of three point five out of five if you're a power rangers fan it was a decent movie. If you don't like Power Rangers, you won't like it. No. At all. <laughs> For those few people who don't like Power, Power Rangers. Rangers. <laughs> <They're> strange <laughs> those strange people. Okay, let's talk about Crackers and Smash. The rules about this are if more than 55% of your robes are mobilised. That's correct. But you've gone, at, you've, you've played it very, very yeah. tight with this. Like, So you really have to kill both of your robots. Alex yeah. is yeah. the clever one that did the maths. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Smash weighs 54% of the weight limit. Uh, Crackers weighs 46% of the weight limit. So we're just inside. It means we can have a massive weapon on or large weapon on one machine and then more armor on the other. I'm, I'm, very, I'm genuinely very, very excited. I think you've done, done, done a really interesting thing. Um, <laughs> so this is an odd one. A proper cluster bot. Yeah, a yeah. A proper, proper cluster bot where yeah. it's nearly 50-50 in terms of each bot. Yeah. So we've got Smash, which is a black drum spinner it mm-hmm. weighs 60 kilograms and the drum is 12 kilograms which is pretty good yeah. actually a 12 kilogram 8000 rpm i say drum it's four interconnected steel discs but still okay that's cool at that speed at 12 kilograms there is potential for damage there not as huge as a hit from say pulsar yeah but this could still batter beat bend and break yeah then you've got crackers the slightly smaller green robot, which is a lifter, and it's a 50 kilograms. So in total, they've used up the whole 110 kilos. Well, I think you can have more for a cluster bomb, I'm not sure. Maybe not. No, I think that's for things like walkers. Anyway, both machines are basically the same shape, which is that 
just a box on the floor mm. with yeah. wedged edges and then the weapon on front of them. The advantage they have going into this competition is that the rules have been cleared up on cluster bots and that both of these bots would have to be defeated. That's a very good point. In order for a cluster bot to be defeated, over 55% of the machine must be eliminated. And that's at that point, it's considered immobilized and out. Smash 60 kilograms is 54.5% of the machine. <laughs> so they, this must be on purpose then. Probably. It must be. Probably. Very clever. Very, very cool. Yeah, very clever, but they're always in with that small chance. Mm-hmm. It's about control and teamwork. It would be teamwork, wouldn't it? You've yeah. got to have that lifter and that drum working together because being two robots that are so significantly smaller than the rest of the competition, mm-hmm. they need to gang up, yeah. which is obvious in a one-on-one fight, but in the four ways... God, that four way is going to be absolute chaos. It's essentially five robots. It is now. (laughs) With a tag team thrown into the mix, yeah. Unless Mega Mouse joins them as well. Oh, God, then it's just going to get silly. We'll get to him in a minute. So um, Crackers and Smash qualified for the previous series, but they didn't finish in time. Well, they couldn't build the bot in time for the deadline and had to withdraw. took another 12 hours. (laughs) Something like that. That's how close it was, but it just didn't get finished. That's a shame. It's a shame, but they're here now. Exactly. My predictions on Crackers and Smash. It's tough because it it's tough. unique, isn't it? It's very unique. And like I say, it's all going to come down to teamwork. What's the idea? Like the actual base plan is that one's going to lift and then the drum tries to get underneath the bot and start tearing stuff up, I guess. They must have some sort of reason why they chose specifically a lifting arm and a drum spinner. Because there are simpler bots to make and... You know, it's different. They have specifically chosen those weapons. So I figure maybe they've got some sort of wacky game plan. So we could see something really clever or it could just be utter chaos. It's all down to that control. It's very much down to that control and down to if both bots can be immobilized, see how they go. Yeah, that's one thing. They could get a lot of judges decisions because one of the robots isn't immobilized. Exactly. Yeah. So there you go. There's a lot of... So, I mean, so arguably, if, say, Carbide gave them the old shot, trashed one, but Carbide also was incapacitated, technically, technically... They've beat Carbide. Crackers and Smash could beat Carbide. It could happen. If one can tank the shot... So, say one tanks a shot and is immobilised and unable to go on in the competition, can, say, Crackers by itself go on... That's a really good question. I simply don't know. No. That's a really I'll good tell question. You what, the judges are going to have their work cut out with this one. <laughs> Assuming it gets far enough for it to happen. That's a good point. It could walk straight to the full way and get chucked out. But <laughs> yeah, these are the questions we're going to be asking. Okay, let's move on to Mega Mouse. See, on some level, I have a problem with this. The attempt to make a killing robot look cute. It looks cute, but it can pack a punch, so... How big a punch? It's a a flipper, is it? Yeah, it's a flipper. It can launch him about four foot in the air. And, of course, you're not even on your own. I mean, because it's it's, it's a two-robot system. Yeah, I've got a cluster bot called... And this one's called Charles. Charles, because he's a piece of cheese. Yeah, Charles the cheese. And all cheese is called Charles. So what can Charles do? Uh, Because of the wedge at the front, he can get under the other robots, so Mega Mouse can easily get under them and flip them. Ladies and gentlemen, Mega Mouse! Mega Mouse, the Derby Flipper, successor to Mighty Mouse, who we will see in the original series at some point later on. I think it comes in the very final one of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, built by 
Trevor Wright of Ironside 3. He built and owns the bot and nice. is loaned it out to this team because it got through with this team. He can't have two bots no. on the same team. It's pretty unique, actually, and it has seen a decent amount of success in live events. It's two bots. Yeah, I was about to say, it's got a cluster bot. It's got a cluster bot. So Mega Mouse itself is a giant mouse's head, long, similar in shape to, well, a, another bot Trevor Wright worked on, which was Velociripper, which is a which we'll see. Mm-hmm. It's a mm-hmm. long, a long robot with a flipper on the front. Yeah. Um, the flipper is not as powerful as many, but it is, it's still a flipper as opposed to a lifter, I'd say. Yeah. It's quite fast, but it's not very big. Well, it's smallish. It's still 96 kilograms, the main mm. robot. Charles, the wedge of cheese. <laughs> the wedge of cheese that's going to follow it around. Yeah. It's only nine kilos. So it is main, that seems to be primarily a distraction bot. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to do anything. It's a wedge. It might get under something, knock it out of the way, tank a hit from carbide. Yeah. That kind of deal. Yeah. But it'll probably just, at nine kilos, I can launch nine kilos quite far. Exactly. Carbide ain't going tr- no. to have much trouble with it. <laughs> It's got a four-wheel drive system, so it has zero turning circle. So, in theory, as long as the roboteers are good at controlling it, it should be it should be capable of being well controlled. Yeah. So we expect it to just be nipping around the arena, much like a mouse would just run across a kitchen floor. It's a control bot, really. It's a. It's got a decent flipper, good control, no turning circle, a bit of cheese, which is going to distract the opponent as well. Yeah. It's based around control. This robot ranked third in. Euro amateur competition. Yeah, that's quite high. That. That's yeah. It's done. It's done. Like I said, it's done well for itself in live events. It's not perfect, but it has done pretty good. It's, it's not a bad bot by any means. I'd say deceptively good. Like you I, wouldn't realize how uh, good. I've all been thinking. A lot of people have completely overlooked Mega Mouse. Yeah. Not one prediction in favor of it. Most people, yeah. when you ask them about this episode. Obviously, they talk about Apollo and Carbide, mm-hmm. and then they'll talk about Coyote, Crackers, and Smash as well, being the other ones yeah. they favour. No one talks about Mega Mouse. It's a decent robot. Yeah. And Charles. And Charles. <laughs> Charles. Let's not forget about the Charles. wedge of cheese. It's going to be very easy to forget about Charles, yeah, I feel. It's a pretty big wedge of cheese for what for the weight it's at, which means this is going to fly even more. I think, yeah. I'd, I'd be interested to see just how far Apollo can send Charles. That would be, be fun to see. Yeah. They should really do it as an experiment just to see what would happen. Predictions for yeah. Mega Mouse and Charles? Well, like I say, I don't have high expectations of them, but they are coming in with rep and experience. So you, technically, we could be overlooking a serious contender. Can you imagine if Mega Mouse ends up the grand champion I, of Robot Wars? I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> I'd be shocked, but it can happen. <laughs> it literally can happen. Okay, let's move on to Ms. Nightshade. One of the joys of games of the second series of this is that the robots are getting weirder looking. Uh, is it fast? Is it mobile? Is it... Well, in all honesty, we haven't tested it with petals on because we wanted it as a surprise to us. <laughs> okay, that's a wonderful philosophy to go into yeah, yeah. a robot. A, a surprise. You're supposed to surprise us. Yeah, You're yeah. You're supposed to surprise yourself. Yeah, 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 but we just wanted that surprise element for us. The best of luck, ladies and gentlemen, Nightshade. Look at that, it's a beautiful thing. Ms. Nightshade. This is a very unique looking bot. Named after the flowers, Nightshade. Looks like a flower. Uh, have you seen it bloom? <laughs> yeah, I've heard about it and I read about it. So it's got spikes that um, expand out and retract. Sort of, right. So you know, the right? Shape, you know the shape of the robot? Yeah. 
So, like, so imagine yeah. that is a flower head mm-hmm. enclosed. Yeah. Those sides, at the very top of the tip of it, the top yeah. of the pyramid, so so to speak, of yeah. the shape, there are little spikes. Mm-hmm. It blooms. All the side plates come out. Wow. That's the weapon, so to speak. So these come spikes down come down. What? What do they come down with force? Do they? Does it more like burst, or do they just gradually come down and maybe entrap? Or you have to see. It's more based around it spinning when it's in that condition, as opposed to okay the spikes coming down. Yeah. It's not actually got a lot of capability for big damage. In theory, it can get out of the pit because if it was in the pit. <gasps> It would yeah. bloom and lift itself out. That's how the wheels idea. would end up back on the floor, I don't know, though. What? How? It how claims big? to be unflippable. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't want to use the well, self-writing. Is it capable of that with this blooming technique? I suppose it is. I mean, maybe. That's the thing. This is the strangest bot I looking think... bot entered into the competition. And that makes it really difficult to predict. I literally don't know. Untested, of course. So <laughs> I might as well just uh, record me saying untested and just press it every now and again during this recording. What do we what do we predict for this bot? I don't know. It's a tough one. It's know. such a unique machine. It's the tallest machine in the competition. It's definitely spiced up this episode with its craziness. It looks like if in a like an old fifties B movie, and there's like a UFO going around, and it drops a pod with an alien in it. Yeah, that's what yeah. it would look like. It would open up. It would bloom, and there'd be like a little man inside, little green monster. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. If they wanted a cluster bot, that is the direction they should probably go in. <laughs> this little, yeah, this little alien oh, comes green out. Green alien comes out, but very different. Uh, a flower-based robot. Nobody planned to have to deal with that. No, but let's be honest. Will carbide care? <laughs> Good point. I'm pretty sure. Well, that's the again. We have to apply the regular questions. Can Apollo flip it? You probably. <laughs> probably they say they're unflippable i'm gonna go ahead and say yeah and can she tank a shot from carbide probably not yeah that kind of <laughs> kind of says it also again avoid if you can you can claim to be unflippable but until i've seen that exactly predictions for nightshade well impossible to predict because i don't think i've seen a bot that looks like that before compete so it could surprise us, literally, because anything can happen in Robot Wars. But a direct shot from Carbide would probably wreck this. And it's in the same heat as Carbide, so... Ooh, so it doesn't bode well. We can only wait and see. That's all we can do about Ms. Nightshade. You're not seeing Flower Power getting through this? No, no Flower Power. Flower Power. Flower Power. Flower Power. <laughs> Let's talk about Rusty. Let's talk about the weapon. So it's a flipper, it's right? A flipper weapon. Yeah. Uh, with a bit of a scoop? A bit of a scoop, so we can get more underneath people. And how do you all know each other? Uh, we all go to college together. Okay, so, studying what? Uh, engineering systems. Right, so. so pressure's on. Just a wee bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, brilliant. Give it up, please. Rusty, an exam project. It was. Restored version of, is that Seros? Seros, Seros, Seros. Version 2, which was from Series 7. A directly upgraded version of that robot. One of the most basic looking robots we've had this whole series. Student bot from Glasgow Clyde College, 14 miles per hour, and is a flipper. Do you know how it got into the competition? How? This will make sense regarding like how basic of a bot it is. Mm-hmm. 
So the team originally entered with a robot called Clyde Built, mm-hmm. which I think was a spinner, and that was accepted as a reserve. The team were then contacted by Robot Wars asking if they have any more robots because they were low on reserves. So they said, yeah, yeah, we'll bring in Cirrus 2.0, which they upgraded to become rusty. Clyde Built then ended up in this heat because of a robot that had to withdraw. Clyde Built then blew a fuse and had to withdraw, meaning they ended up putting in Rusty. So Rusty was like a second reserve for this team for this episode. That has actually managed to get all the way. That ended up in the competition. Wow. That is a very unique pathway. Yeah, very unique pathway, considering this robot didn't actually apply to be in the competition. <laughs> it caught, they, uh, they got asked if they had another robot to be a reserve just in case, and that robot ended up being in it. <laughs> so there was no application for Rusty. Wow. It's a bare basic robot. It is designed to be easily repaired and built. It is still relatively sturdy, though. What do you think will happen? Oh, yeah. It is what it is. It is a bot. It has got as much chance as bot has. Literally. <laughs> just, do you know what I mean? There's, it is a bot that is almost average in every way. So yeah, pretty much. I don't know. There's nothing special about it. There's nothing bad about it. It's got as much chance as any other bot, apart from maybe Apollo or Carbide, who <laughs> kind of have like a little bit more of a chance. But this is... We're looking at generic bot number five, basically. I think it has a good chance, but not a great chance. Interesting. I, I cannot commit <laughs> okay, to yeah. saying whether or not this is going out in the four-way. I think, I think it can get out of the four-way. I don't know if it's capable of winning, but it definitely grand, has a chance. <laughs> grand champion. We're grand champion. So reserve. So from rusty. <laughs> from <laughs> extra reserve to reserve to entrant to actual grand champion. That would be amazing. That is an underdog story. That would have a movie made about it. <laughs> yeah, it Tom Hanks would make a damn movie about <laughs> that. that. Yeah. That'd be great. Just, the movie would be called Rust. Rust. And it'd be just, you know, the little bot that could, basically. The poster would just be completely blank with a spotlight down and like a rusty screw. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then just the words coming soon. <laughs> because every single movie tries to do that minimalist thing nowadays. Yep. Now that we've spoken about Rusty, we finally get to talk about trolley rage what is trolley rage made out of everything that's on here is basically reclaimed so the uh, motors are about 20 30 years old they came out of a very old wheelchair um the drive motors for the axe similar age so it's pretty much whatever we had lying around in the workshops and part of this for you i mean because you're you're both in the, in the department of engineering as yes. in, in the university of greenwich yes. is to show people that that this can anyone can do this well exactly i mean what we're trying to persuade is actually uh, young engineers to to move on brilliant um so you know it, it's future engineers is, is fantastic and at. stuff that we we've a tendency to dispose exactly. things in this culture far too quickly when actually it can be reused and parts of the work and absolutely an important yes. lesson yeah. yeah ladies and gentlemen give it up for trolley rage trolley rage trolley yeah. rage for when you're really angry and you've got a trolley yep and you've <laughs> spent hours and hours making it into a robot <laughs> but only spending 500 pounds just 500 quid i suppose they probably got the trolley for free so this may very well be have been made of stolen goods <laughs> we, we, <laughs> I was literally just about to say 
this the idea of this bot is to inspire kids but now that you've said that it might be made from stolen goods i'm not sure i should say that <laughs> okay it's an axe bot it's very cheap it is legitimately made out of shopping carts an upturned trolley i mean in terms of what percentage of this robot is trolley it's probably not that much no but it is there it is noticeable with the grating it doesn't really play a big part in it it's not like the axe is made of a trolley no that would be cool though it does have something cool it's got um bumps half spheres on the side so that it can't get stuck on its side it would mm. have to roll one way or the other. And then, of course, it can self-write because it's an axe bot, so it can. So it's actually got... There's a bit of, you know, thought process here. Oh, and the front planning. range. You, you know, the front range is interchangeable. And it can have oh, spikes it? instead. Oh, nice. Yeah, I like so. that. It goes at a whopping six <laughs> miles per hour. Which is probably about right given the shopping trolley. And the sitch. The cost. <laughs> and the cost. It's... <laughs> it's living up to its name. That <laughs> slow, you're doomed from the start, really. Yeah, six miles per hour is not very fast. Um, you have to remember that the king of Axbots right now, four, how fast and manoeuvrable four was. And then we've got this. <laughs> but I don't think that's the point of this bot. I think what we have to remember is the point of this bot is to show that you don't need to spend a lot of money to get onto Robot Wars. It's a functioning robot. It looks like a robot you'd create in one of the games, a custom one. Mm-hmm. Like very basic looking, mm-hmm. basic shape, basic weapon, basic everything. But it is a fully functioning robot that is on Robot Wars that will slowly plod its way through the competition as far as it gets. It is going to give it the best chance. It's going to just try anything with... Well, <laughs> let's, let's actually break down the bot. So we've got... Parts of it are made of a trolley. It's an axe bot. It can self-write. It lands on its side. It can actually roll over. On paper, that is an awesome bot. If you ignore the six miles per hour bit, it's an awesome bot. I think, like, you know, we're writing this one off too early. If you say so. Yeah. I've got great... Oh, I can't tell whether you know or not. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to gauge your reaction when I say stuff, so... Yeah. Trolley rage. (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna go out isn't it <laughs> no i think you can't write trolley rage off okay. not that easily so what is your prediction for tonight the big one the big prediction is okay i'm gonna say apollo versus carbide just like everyone else i'm stunned are you no 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 not even slightly <laughs> You could have bet on what I was going to choose and won. Okay, Apollo versus Carbide, and I'm going to say... What did Chris say? He said Carbide. I'm going to say Apollo. You're going with Apollo? Yep. Because I like to have an air of competition. But also, I like, I was like, just to be competitive, it's not like it's a safe bet to bet on the champ, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm being the safe bet person in this one. You're going with the champs. Well, everyone's going with Carbide, but we're talking about Apollo here. I mean, everybody bet on Carbide last time, didn't they? Yep. Should I remind you that after the season last year, you bet that Carbide would win this season? Did I? Yes. Wow. How do you remember that? Uh... 
<laughs> and like a reminder on your phone <laughs> for this <laughs> everything comes up <laughs> everything i've ever said is going to come back and bite me in the ass okay well no a large part of me is only going with apollo so that there is direct competition with everyone else who's put their predictions forward so it's me versus the world right now yeah pretty much <laughs> um yeah but i i'm not uncomfortable putting myself the behind champs. apollo it's the, the champ come on yeah I'm, I'm i'm on team apollo for this one but i am also really excited to see what carbide can do in this series especially mm. if they've worked out all the kinks you're an improved yep we're in for a ridiculously good show and if the teasers are anything to go by we are going to get apollo v carbide 2017 forget about goldberg and brock lesnar that's out the window. Don't worry about that. Everyone's talking about, you know, McGregor and his next fight. Who's it going to be? Maybe Carbide. some sort of <laughs> car fight. Jesus, man. Because <laughs> he wouldn't stand a chance. Because <laughs> Carbide is too dangerous. This is where the main event is. Apollo v. Carbide. This is it. Yep. This is the big one. This is the big fight of the weekend right now. All we've got to do now is watch it. We've just got to watch it. Let's see what happens. Fantasy warfare just got real. It's been my experience that fantasies, much like fairy tales, all start the same way. Once upon a time, there was a man called... Apollo. We have never seen a man quite like this. Apollo. Remains unbeaten. 56 and 0. 77. Triple digits. The first undefeated man. All fell to the might of Apollo. But then one day, a beast arrived. A gargantuan beast, hell-bent on destruction and with no intention of being tamed. Another F5, pick up the pain! So the man called Apollo battled the beast on the grand stage. And to the surprise of all, Apollo slain the beast and so with no challengers left in his kingdom the man called apollo walked off into the sunset but the beast the beast did not die the beast went out into the world to grow stronger more powerful and vicious than any who came before and when the beast returned to the kingdom from whence he came, he set forth with one primal instinct in his cold, black heart. Conquer. Now earlier I told you that fantasies and fairy tales all start the same way. The endings, however, not so much. Because if this was a fairy tale... Apollo. ...would walk out of... Robot Wars... A triumphant champion, a hero to his wife, his son, and his legion of fans. But unfortunately, it's just a fantasy. And all fantasies crumble to dust when they meet the reality that is the Beast Incarnate. Carbide. So I hope you've enjoyed your fantasy while it lasted. Apollo. 
because tonight robot was there is no happily ever after Oh well, that just happened. Oh, <laughs> oh! In some ways, it was quite sad to watch, really, wasn't it? It was really good, but I feel really bad for the condition Apollo was in during that final moment where they announced Carbide as the winner. Are you already considering Apollo the former champions at this point? Right. <laughs> It didn't even look like they could compete with what was left. So even if they come back as the wild card, it didn't look like it could flip anymore. That's for definite. It was pretty beaten up. But I suppose we'll get to that during our retrospective of the episode. We'll get to it. We'll start from the top when Apollo was looking really cool. So (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So Apollo's nice and clean and shiny. And they're the first ones they go to talk to, I think. And a member of Apollo team, for some weird reason, calls Carbide Carterbide? Is that right? Yes. Do you remember? I didn't get it, but no. I'm guessing this. I'm guessing some people did get it. Is there like probably some sort of like esoteric joke there, or I don't know. I don't, did he I, literally I, just mispronounce carbide? I don't know. I I don't know what it means. This is the kind of thing that's going to keep me up at night. Well, it's all right because you aren't sleeping tonight because you're watching seven hours of WrestleMania, that's which a good actually point. starts in like a couple of hours. Oh my god, that's terrifying. It's genuinely horrifying. I'm just going to Google Carterbide real yeah, quick. Yeah, give it a and Make goog. sure it's not a real thing. Give it a little Goog. Carterside. Carterside Cottages. Somewhere mm-hmm. you can go to stay. Or there is a link for Carterbide. What's well, on it? It's come up with some Japanese writing and it's linked to what looks like a social media profile. So that's probably not what he was referencing. I did find, well, there is no use I retting and fuming, Nafe Carter. Bide your time. <laughs> so, like, if you put a full stop in between the two, <laughs> it always works as a sentence. Uh, oh, okay. Well, okay. that's as close as we're going to get. We're going to say it's a reference to that. We have already gone off on a tangent. Let's get to the first match. Catch. Apollo, Nightshade, Coyote, 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 and Rusty. Let's talk about Nightshade. Okay, I put Miss WTF, because what was going on? It didn't really move. It didn't seem like there was much action in the wheels, but it did flap about uncontrollably. Yeah, it was like an octopus. Like, all of a sudden, all of these different arms are, like, collapsing around it. I likened it to a bird trapped in a cage that it's too big for. Yeah. So it's just, you just see all this flapping about, and it's all kind of chaotic. Because it was like, I thought they were going to, like, come down and trap other robots, but it was actually, like, pneumatic hammering as they came down like just rapidly opening and closing opening and closing how does that control though because there's what i can't i can't remember exactly how many but something say like either six or eight of these yeah. things they didn't all come down at once they nope. just sort of randomly i mean flops yeah. about it was crazy I, I was guessing that maybe some of them weren't working but at one point they do all open yeah yeah i think the first time like I say that was completely untested so they hadn't even tested to see if it could open yet and their claim that it's unflippable <laughs> was very swiftly proven wrong. Apollo sent it flying. Once it was on its side, it couldn't self-right. And I'm pretty sure it awkwardly landed on one of its petals, petals I guess. I guess. And that promptly bent. Yeah. It looked like the petals weren't really strong enough to self-right it. But it was a cool idea. And it certainly was original. 
an interesting experiment. Exactly. I'm pretty sure that's what the team would say as well. Yeah. They seemed more interested in seeing what the hell was going to happen once they put it in the competition, <laughs> as opposed to actually winning the competition, which is quite cool. But yeah, Nightshade basically got wrecked very early and spent the rest of the time just flapping around yeah, like a, an octopus underwater. Apollo dismantle Rusty. You think a flipper basically took yeah. Rusty apart. Like the Properly pieces of it were falling off. I think yeah. the front barrel came off, the back plate came off, where Apollo just kept flipping it over and over again. It was cool to see that Apollo was on form because Very there was always the form. worry that they'll come back weak, but there was a lot of flips. A lot of flips. Oh, dominating. And Apollo's just one of these flippers that keeps on flipping. Yeah. A lot of them, they get a couple of flips off and then suddenly you just won't see the flipper work yeah. anymore. Or the CO2 will start to vent. They seem mm. to have really nailed the flipper design. The thing is, Apollo puts its entire being into the flip. So when it goes to flip, the whole bot tends to go along for the ride. And luckily it's got that, sh- it's shaped at the back so that it'll always just land back on its, uh, yeah. back on its front, which is quite good. It's great. Coyote just get, take one flip from Apollo. And they survive it. Mm-hmm. But they're upside down. They landed on the chainsaw, so that's already beaten up and yep. just basically destroyed. Coyote took like a flip and they're in bad state. Yep. But Coyote are functioning. So they go through. Yeah, Rusty and Miss Nightshade are just destroyed by Apollo. It, yeah, pretty much instantly. I mean, arguably, wasn't like Miss Nightshade still kind of moving the petals a bit? I don't know. I mean, do you count? It's hard to tell, really. It was convulsing more yeah. than anything it was um, blah, blah, kill me <laughs> like it was a, it. it was horrible watching oh. it in a way because it just i just felt sorry for this poor thing just flapping about That's not able terrible. to act, actively do anything <laughs> okay so apollo and coyote go through coyote coyote it's coyote Why coyote coyote what coyote 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 we have serious problems with pronunciation, don't we? Well, some some um, Americans pronounce it coyote. Really? Without the E sound on the end? Yeah. It's coyote. It's coyote. Coyote. Okay, so the next four-way, of course, is Carbide, Krakens and Smash, Mega Mouse, and Trolley Rage. Rage. Oh, you feel the rage in this one. <laughs> kind of, I guess. <laughs> Not uh, from Trolley Rage, more from Carbide. But still. Yeah. In fact, the first thing I've wrote down is Carbide smashes Trolley Rage. Yeah, Trolley Rage, I think one big piece of the front of Trolley Rage comes out and it's dead. I think it moved maybe about <laughs> two meters before yeah. it just came face to face with Carbide. Literally, it's total opposite. A not budget bot, instead a custom built machine with a custom built motor. Exactly, it's like nano precision gone into it <laughs> against Trolley Rage, which has cost what, the tenth to make a thirty-year-old wheelchair motor inside. So, <laughs> Trolley Rage did move. That is an achievement in itself. Given their Is budget. That I could walk into that arena, take a few steps, and then get murdered by Carbide. <laughs> Is that a credit to myself because I moved? <laughs> I'm still giving them props for going forward. They built a Towards machine. Towards certain death, but they built a machine that moved. They built a machine that worked. Unfortunately, Carbide was there. I mean, if they were in a different four-way without Carbide, maybe mm-hmm. they could have progressed, but I mean... We'll never know now because they got totes wrecked. Uh, who triggered the pit? Can't remember. Somebody triggered a pit. 
Someone triggered the pit. Yeah, no. I didn't really see that happen no, because it was it. most of the rest of the match was Mega Mouse and Crackers and Smash. That's right. Just that... running away from Carbide. That was the point where I was like, ah, oh, Mega Mouse. There it is. Still moving. Going about. I was quite impressed by that. Yeah, it was giving it a good few shots. Yeah. It, it tanked a few hits. That flipper actually looked more powerful than I thought it was yeah. going to be. Yeah, exactly. It was doing okay until its wheel faced Carbide Spinner. And it kind of just vaporised. It did, didn't it? It, it didn't just, just vanished. come off like a balloon. Yes. Yeah. A few pieces littered on the floor. It was as if it was never part of this no, universe to begin glitched with. glitched its way out. I'm pretty sure what Carbide did is they managed to open a wormhole using their immense speeds and just sucked the wheel into it. <laughs> Which, is that legal? I suppose it's not, not illegal technically, so it's allowed in this yeah. match. They weren't yeah. disqualified. Amazing, amazing. Crackers and Smash, they tank hits from Carbide, mainly because they can they get do. under it, so they don't they're so get fully hit. Exactly. They're getting a haircut from Carbide, but they're not actually getting destroyed. Yeah, they're being shaved slightly. Yeah. Very close shave, but shaved nonetheless. It's fine. Charles gets pitted at the end. Yeah. The cheese. <laughs> it's not It's not like a big deal, but it's at least something went in the pit. It happened. Yeah. It was mostly a Carbide highlight reel. Yeah. But a good showing for Crackers and Smash as survival bots. Yeah, they they did it. They kept going you and could, they are through. So You could argue they had more offence in than Coyote did in their last match. Yeah. So Carbide, Crackers and Smash all through. Yep. Which brings us to our first singles match. Duh, what a first one to have. Man, we're getting spoiled here. Carbide versus Apollo. Been waiting all series to see this. And it's the first head-to-head match. Apollo were nervous, rightly yeah. so. It's mm-hmm. Carbide. They do the right thing, though. At the beginning of the match, they charge straight at it. Oh, they never act afraid of Carbide, which is such a huge disadvantage if you start doing that, because that's when you allow Carbide's now three-second till top speed spinner mm-hmm. to get up to speed. In fact, that's the big issue a lot of robots have with carbide this time is yeah. the speed. The spinner comes up to speed so quickly that even when you're tanking the hits, if you miss just for that split three seconds, yeah. if that's they it, get it's up three speed. seconds to just catch their breath, they will tear you a new one. And that's kind of what happens here. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a couple of moments where they're not connecting and that's all it takes for carbide to build up enough speed so that when they next hit Apollo, Apollo's utterly immobilised. They dismantle the top of Apollo. Most of the top plates come off. Like I said, they lose control. Carbide still go for the kill straight for till the end. Now, yeah, that's kind of bad etiquette, I guess. They really use that last 10 seconds to get a couple of extra shots in. They're trying to get to the wheels. They're trying to get to the drive. They were. They were going from behind. And you can see the Apollo guys panicking in the booth as well. It's... I, I think it's a case of Carbide knowing that Apollo are their biggest threat. They're the guys that beat them last time. Yep. And just trying to eliminate Apollo as quick as possible. Yeah. Using any means necessary. Any means necessary. If it means dirty yeah. tactics, they're going to do yeah. it. I'm not saying it's an excuse, but I'm saying it's their reason. No, exactly. So Carbide win and Apollo's flipper panel is warped to the point where it can't even slot back in again. Yeah, they take a big lift from Sakillot as well, who lifts them up by the flipper, which and can't have helped. No, that would have warped it as well. But yeah, it's it's warped. It's It's not flush with the the slot it's supposed to go in mm. meaning there's a lot of work just to get that into the right position let alone the rest of the repairs they got to do i mean the thing with the flipper is if something inside the bot is sticking out into it it won't be able to flip properly it needs to have complete clear runway to flip but 
man, this incarnation of Carbide. It just dominated the champions. Monster. Dominated them. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't even close. So unfortunate to see the champ get destroyed in that fashion. I mean, it is by the, to be fair, the number two from last, you know, so it's still a big deal, but man, that's nuts. It shows how heavily they've upgraded Carbide. Frightening machine. Blech. Okay, so takes us to our next, I say singles competition, two on one match. A <laughs> handicap match. It's a handicap match. We've got Crackers and Smash versus Coyote. You want to do the Coyote noise? Coyote cool thing? No, I can't remember how they did it. It's like Angela going, ooh, 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 ooh. It's just howling, isn't it? Ooh. Ooh. I mean, that's what I heard just then. Oh, oh, oh! Okay, so <laughs> well, the noise this coyote makes is just crunch. More than Basically, <laughs> there you go. That's the coyote noise. That'll do. Did they remove the chainsaw before this match? Yeah, it wasn't. It working. was redundant, wasn't it? And it was, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. gonna get in the way now. It's just weight that they don't need. They actually get a grip on. I don't know which one's which, so I'm just gonna speak about them collectively. But they do manage to get a grip on Crackers and Smash. Good grip on Smash. Particularly because Krakens and Smash, both the weapons are not functioning at this point. Mm. So Cody does get a grip on them, but it's got a grip on a pretty small robot and it's still, it's not really damaging them. It's not razoring them, is it? It's No, it's not crushing. No. It's not even causing small amounts of damage. Just like a hug. It's about control, I guess. Yeah. But I guess the issue here is they can eat one, but the other one's still free to bash them about that's true so what cody does is sort of hands the bot to dead metal yeah who's to sort of take over kind of better at holding yeah. the bot and is quite happy to just take on board the responsibility but yeah crackers and smash have got sort of like a ganging up technique going on they're basically rambots but coming yeah. from either side and exactly. it's working quite well yeah. well their weapons aren't working for this match so they're literally all they've they're, got they're is they're pushing yeah. at the moment they're two yeah. small rammers that are just beating up Coyote by running into it. And by repeatedly activating the uh, rogue house bots, because they end up activating them twice, I think, during this match. So they're literally just sort of like desperate and pulling out all the stops to try and find a way to win it's without play. having any weapons. Yeah, pure yeah. tactical play. Yeah, uh, Dead Metal keeps trying to get grips on Smash, but kind of can't properly because of how low this small yeah. robot They're is low and small so it can't like i don't think it was expecting to have to try and crush something that's that small crackers gets under coyote and i think is that the point where we get the rogue house boat rogue house boats that would be <laughs> the rogue awesome. house bots yes <laughs> uh, i think coyote gets a big hit by matilda and i think that's basically the part where coyote are out of the match at that point that's where the match swings and eventually we have to say crackers and smash crackers and smash win um, they won they're moving whereas coyote the big hit from matilda's flywheel took mm. him out really interesting stuff from crackers and smash yeah it worked as a team and they didn't even have active weapons this is the most successful cluster bot we've seen of the new series since uh, since its revival. Usually with cluster bots, it's more of a gimmick. And then when it actually comes to the battle, they can't really do anything. I think we're seeing that a bit with Charles. You yeah, can't so really do anything. It's just sort of there. There's a bit of cheese in the arena. Exactly. But here they're dealing with essentially two high-end, lighter weight class, but still two, t- two high-end bots. That are well-armoured, low to the ground, have the ability to push. And Because you think these 110 kilo robots can push and lift three or 400 kilo things. Mm. 
So these 50 and 60 kilo ones can still push and yeah. beat up a bigger robot if it gets the right opportunity. Exactly. So it kind of works. Crackers and smash. Okay, backstage, Apollo still can't shut their flipper properly. Yeah, it's like a really awkward door now. Yeah, and they're giving it some serious random hammering as well. Yep, random As we all know, if that doesn't fix it, it cannot be fixed. Uh, That is the primary method of engineering in general, is to get a hammer and hit things until it does what you want it to. It's the magic sponge of Robot Wars, I guess. Which is a shame, because they're actually going into a match, and really, they're going into the match with their flipper 50% efficiency, I guess, maybe? Coyote are in a poor state as well, to be honest. They don't have to worry about their opponent. Yeah, Apollo versus Cody. They get a, well, they, Apollo get a flip in early. An easy flipping. I think Coyote are having drive issues from the get-go because they don't move forward. They just sort of rubble about a bit yeah. on the floor. And Apollo, you wouldn't have thought they had any issues with their flipper. They've done a hell of a job. Oh, they're still flipping the bot everywhere. Yeah. Yep. They attempt to put Coyote out of the arena. It doesn't. It's not successful to start with, but Coyote aren't even putting up a small no, fight. Exactly. It's just a case of Apollo constantly trying to flip Coyote out of the arena until they do. I mean, this match was over very quickly, really, wasn't it? Apollo gets some extra flips in, but ultimately already incapacitated Coyote after the first flip. It's what happens afterwards that's weird. Apollo have won. Coyote out. The action's called off. Apollo is then surrounded by the house bots. Well, I think Apollo started by going for Sir Killalot. Once they decided they were going for Sir Killalot, I think it was just considered fair game at that point. So instead of, like, deactivating the bots, they just kind of let them have a very quick rumble, and Apollo has to get out of dodge quickly. Yeah, very quickly. I suppose, in a way, it's the right thing to do in this situation. You don't want machines to just think they can go and beat up the house robots. No. Uncontended. No. If you're going to try and do it, especially after the buzzer's gone... They're going to defend themselves, yep. and they are bigger than you. Much a lot bigger. bigger. Yeah. I think if they wanted to, they really could take out any bot, really. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so backstage as well, Coyote's really starting to feel it. The jaw is broke. <laughs> yeah. Coyote's suffering from a broken jaw, an amputated tail. <laughs> uh, it's it's not in a good state no. right now. Oh, they have taken a battering. But, I mean, <laughs> it's... Uh, the bot itself's great it's a good design but it probably would have done a bit better in one of the other heats unfortunately they're against mighty mighty machines this is an exceptionally high-end heat if you're not dealing with absolute damage from carbide being flipped over by apollo you're dealing with crackers and smash you're just awkward just awkward and you can't really work them out so yeah really had walked into a really tough spot this is where we get our science section for the week. Uh, Sethu Vijaya Kumar talking about humanoid robots for Mars. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's what he's, talking, what he's about. talking about, man. I don't know. I just every time like you actually summarise what they're talking about in one sentence, it makes it sound like an exciting movie. <laughs> Do you remember Noel Sharkey and his flying drones? Oh yeah. Yeah. Now we're talking about robot men on Mars. Robot men on Mars. That's, that'd be a great film. See, perfect B movie. Robot material. men on mars <laughs> will anyone be able to stand against robot men on mars like a proper like 50s sci-fi 50, like you know you know yeah we're in the middle of the film <laughs> someone like the main character in his suit because that's what he'd be wearing <laughs> would look at us like these men on mars and go my god it's robot men on mars and then all of a sudden like all of the orchestra just go yep. <laughs> zoom in on his face yeah. <laughs> ding 
yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, so you that was cool. What, yeah. rotating lasers to identify texture, shape, and yeah. colour. Talking about how like getting to open a door is really difficult. I don't think they'd have to do that much on Mars. But have you seen um, the video on YouTube of that bot that actually has balance? So yes, he picks so he up, kick it. he can pick up stock and stuff. And if they kick it, it will actually adjust itself. And if you move the box, it will then right back up and go after the box and stuff See, like that. I wouldn't have advertised it like that. If I was doing the demonstration for the balance bot, as mm-hmm. I'm calling it now, balance bot, I'd have had like something pushed into it, like a a box or something. So, oh, this box yeah. fell over and it pushed into it. Because when you say, oh, you can kick this robot and it'll stay <laughs> up. What do you think? The first pi- thing everybody wants to do is give don't it a kick. kick. The robot, yeah. which is not going to be a it's good thing what at it's the for. end of the day. It's, it's able to survive a kicking. It's not there as a kicking target. There's a lot of machines I have in my house which are expensive. Now, they can take a bit of a beating. Mm. That doesn't mean I'm going to go drop my PlayStation 4. No. Just because. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, drop your toaster on the kitchen floor and it's like, and it still works. Really? Oh, let me take, try. I will take 10 of them <laughs> and I'm going to run a short experiment in my kitchen. That is not what technology's for. Having said that, we are watching a program where literally we've got high-end engineered robots fighting. <laughs> Beating each other up for the <laughs> sake of a trophy. So the next match we get is uh, Crackers and Smash versus Carbide. Crackers and Smash have made a tactical decision to remove their weapons for this fight. Yeah. This did bring up a point you made, though. So you made the point of robots need an active weapon going in. Mm-hmm. Now, last fight, weapons weren't active, but that was because they were broken, not functioning. Yeah. Now they are functioning, but they've taken them off. Should they be allowed to do that? I get them being allowed to do it because the parts don't work because of damage they've taken. Mm-hmm. But should they be allowed to just take them off and essentially just have two weaponless robots now? That's a bit of a different one. Yeah, it's different. I mean, when you enter a bot, like you say, they need to have an active weapon. Once you're entered, is it just fair game then? I guess so. That seems to be what's happened. It seems to be. They're getting pretty creative. Mind it's... you, this is a very creative team, you know. With... A tactical team, <laughs> yeah, by far. They know that their weapons actually bring them up to the height of Carbide's spinner. So not having them is better because they know they're not going to do damage no, with exactly. the weapons on Carbide. So, so they may as well just be two rammers. So they can get under Carbide now. Yeah, it's more about surviving now. Exactly. And much like the previous time they encountered them, they get a lot of haircuts. There's a lot of sparks as well in this one. Yeah, Carbide actually end up in a really interesting position. They're on top of one of the two machines, which puts them at a downward angle. So they get a huge amount of hits mm. on, I think it's Smash. So Carbide, whether they did it on purpose or not, I don't know, mm. but ingeniously managed to get by the fact that the machines are too low by putting themselves at an angle. So they're yeah. facing the floor. To their credit, Crackers and Smash do a hell of a job surviving. They really are taking it to Carbide. They can't do any damage, but they are looking to do something, something that can immobilise it. Unfortunately, it only (laughs) takes one direct hit. One fully charged direct hit to what I think was Smash. Uh, Yeah, the black one, Smash. Literally gets shot straight into an arena panel. And we're talking from a long way away as well. Half the arena away, maybe more, shoots into the arena panel very quickly, takes the panel out, bounces up a good oh, six, seven feet into the air while spinning and then drops. 
they have to stop the match because the wall's taken out. Doesn't matter anyway, Crackers and Smash forfeit. <laughs> they forfeit. This is brilliant. They could have kept going, but they forfeit so that they could then try and win the next match and make up the points. Okay. Again, tactics, isn't it? They knew they couldn't win that after that. They knew they were never going to immobilise Carbide. No, they basically just lost the judge's decision after that massive yeah. attack. So why take more damage when you could just throw the towel in? They legit threw the towel in. They threw the towel in. And it's so strange, but It's the right move. It is. This team is just so unconventional. It's an interesting way to do it, and they're doing all right, all things considered. They've entered a cluster bot set, basically. They've had their weapons removed, and they forfeited a match to avoid further injury. That's three things right there that are kind of like really crazy. Yeah, you could argue they just did better than Apollo. In in their fight with Carbide. They certainly did, yeah. And Crackers and Smash, they're internally okay. It's just the armor that's taken the major damage. Yeah, these are good bots. These are really good bots. (laughs) Carbide took out Apollo and made it immobile after a few hits. Smash just got launched into a panel and then into the air at half the weight of Apollo. Yeah, and can still go on to fight another day. That's insane. I I mean, I wonder if these bots can get entered into a... A different weight class competition. As individuals? Yeah. I don't see why not. They're awesome bots. And they are taking a pounding and keep going. They are very, 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 yeah. very good. Very, very good. And that takes us to our next match, which is Carbide versus... What are we calling it? Coyote? Coyote. 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 Coat. Coat. <laughs> Coat. So Coat. It may as well be skinned at this point. <laughs> So Coyote know exactly what they have to do. They have to charge straight at Carbide to interrupt the spinner before it gets to full speed. So they charge at Carbide. Carbide are well aware of what they're going to do because they very tactically just turn and avoid the first charge. Carbide get up to speed, get a big hit on Coyote. Coyote actually manages to tank it and Carbide ends up cartwheeling. Mm. This is the first time we've seen Carbide in a non-advantageous situation. Yeah. That movement there where they ended up essentially launching themselves yeah. in the air where Coyote tanked the hit and cartwheeling over, that could have internally damaged them. But it doesn't. Simple it doesn't, as that. But like you say, that's the first time, especially in the slow motion replay, where they look vulnerable. Yep, yeah, there is a yeah. vulnerability to them yeah. when they get launched into the air there. Exactly. Unfortunately, Coyote ended up in Sir Killalot's grasp and being barbecued for a little bit. They get their barbecue treatment, which is... Only fair. Carbide, after being made vulnerable for a split second, aren't going to let that go and just dismember Coyote in front of them. Oh, God, they just start having shot after shot at them. By the end of it, Coyote's just this twisted wreck of metal, barely moving. It's horrible. It's like if you just forced someone to watch you skin their pet alive. They take out a wheel and then they hit, well, what was was left of the weapon in the first place, mangling it. Yeah. It's hard to tell what part was what by the end of it. All you can see is this crusher arm just gradually moving very slowly at the end. It's kind of sad. Coyote erect. It doesn't matter, though, because that was their last fight and they're out. So that takes us to Apollo versus C and S. I've been writing C and S. <laughs> rather Man. than every time in my notes, crackers and smash. By the time that I write all that, we're on <laughs> to the next match. Like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> so at the beginning, crackers and smash can actually get underneath Apollo. They are both heavily damaged by Carbide, but Apollo arguably more so. Because maybe maybe because the flipper's warped, but there must be some ground clearance. Crags and Smash can just creep underneath it a bit, cause it a little bit of They're havoc. very low robots in the first place, and they, they're going for 
primarily, again, tactical decisions. They're bashing into the sides of mm-hmm. Apollo. They operate the pit button. Unfortunately, they're just not strong enough to push Apollo around. No. So they're not going to push Apollo into the pit. So as much weaving about as they do, the best they can hope for is to weave about, bash them around a bit, and hopefully get a judge's decision based exactly. on that. I guess that's what they're going for. You've got to go for something. You've got to go all out. So they go for it. Apollo flipped what I think is Cracker straight into Dead Metal Saw. It was a perfect hit. Amazing, wasn't it? We're talking yeah. about the golf being on next <laughs> next week, and that was that was precision to die for. It's just, it's the way Dead Metal was just there. And it's like if someone who didn't know there was a tennis game going on gets hit yeah. with the ball in their face, and they're just like, what? <laughs> Dead Metal was just like, what just happened? It's like, what? Didn't even mean to cause damage. Still ended up causing damage. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Smash gets launched high into the air, mm-hmm. into orbit, like like good old Apollo used to. Yeah. We get the rogue bots activated. You can feel that Apollo's looking for a flip against a house bot, but I think after the amount of damage done to the flipper... Is it wise? Yeah. Is it wise? They do chase Sir Kill a lot a bit, and Sir Kill a lot do run from Apollo. Yeah, yeah. They avoid it. But is that just Sir Kill a lot going back to his zone after the rogue bot? I mean, ended, to be honest. In all fairness, if this was being made just for television, they would have let Apollo flip Sir Killalot. Ah, but you've got to keep Sir Killalot's aura. Sir Killalot's always yeah. had the aura of, you know, he's the big boy, he's the, yeah. the leader. Yeah. The rest of them may have got flipped, but Sir Killalot's a different beast. They're not going to let him go over easily. And that takes us to our final match. But we didn't say how that one ended. Well, I mean, what did we have to say? Apollo flips, crackers and smash around. Um... And wins. Krakens and Smash do survive. It's te- technically okay, a judge's decision. It is technically a judge's decision. But they don't make a big deal of it because no. it's obvious who wins. Yeah. Great effort by Krakens and Smash overall. Originally <laughs> really good bots, and I really hope to see them again. They never actually technically got knocked out. No, they'd lost by forfeit. Yep. They won against Coyote. Yep. And they lost by judge's decision against Apollo. Against the champ. They never got fully yeah. counted out. In fact, I'd say that they... I mean, did they last the longest possible against Carbide? Against an active Carbide? When you think Out about of the it? rest of them, yeah. It wasn't a, a you know one of those situations where Carbide malfunctions and the other team win via that. Legitimately, they were fighting a fully active Carbide all that time. They probably, yeah, they probably lasted near enough the longest. They certainly put yeah. up, I don't um, want to say more of a fight, but they tried their darndest. They, they tried their best until they went and got through shot wall. through the wall. They were <laughs> they were giving it their all. I mean, you're against a monster. You've just got to go all out, haven't you? This episode, this heat, judges haven't really had a hard time. No, mostly because Carbide is dominant. Yeah. And Apollo is dominant when not facing Carbide. Yeah. So it's as predicted, really. Pretty much. Everyone said Apollo and Carbide. They're right. It, it was always Apollo and Carbide. It was always going to be Apollo and Carbide. Hats off to Crackers and Smash. Good effort by Coyote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unfortunate draw against these guys, but Apollo and Carbide. Apollo and Carbide. The guys to beat. It was always going to be Apollo and Carbide in this match. We're now on to the final match of the evening. Apollo versus Carbide. It didn't go well for Apollo before. Nope. It... <laughs> There's not much to say about the match. I mean, they both charge at each other, but... Apollo's flipper's not working. That rapid fire moment where Carbide is just constantly hitting Apollo's flipper. You just so see so much damage. It's just beating into it. And Apollo are just there still taking the damage. Mm. 
at some point during that, they are immobile. Yeah. They can't move. They're done. Uh, Carbide doesn't even go in for the big kill afterwards like they did before. They know they've killed it. They know it's dead. Man. Carbide win. Apollo are immobile. And who goes for Apollo at the end? Sir Killalot gives them a toasting. And when you see a- Apollo at the end where the flipper is com- like really bent and jagged, a big portion of that was um, Killalot as well. Huge damage caused by Carbide and Sir Killalot to Apollo. Oh. Apollo pretty dead at this point. By the time they get to announcing Carbide as the winner, if you look at... I mean, the Apollo's flipper's basically off the bot at that point. Yep. Just being leaned on top of it. It's so bad to see the champ in that condition. It's horrible. They are the reigning champions, and they're in a pretty dire situation right now. I mean, even if they are the wildcard entry, what the hell are they going to do? You can't put that bot back together now. They'd have to try if that was the case. They'd have to give it a shot. Good God. And even if they do, Carbide can't be stopped. Not by Apollo, at least. No. Maybe by two tiny cluster bots, but... Well, until one gets shot through a wall. Well, that means Carbide join... Aftershock, Eruption, yep, the only flipper to have made it through, Concussion, and Ironside 3. So, Spinner, Flipper, Spinner, Spinner, Spinner at the moment. So there's a reoccurring theme. Oh yeah, oh definitely, yeah. There is a reoccurring theme here. Massive lack of Axe bots. Is that done now? Is that a done thing? You could almost argue there's a lack of spinners, a lack of flippers as well. That's true. So really it is just a case now of who can build the best spinner. Because, I mean, Apollo was the best flipper, and look what happened to it. The only flipper you've got to rely on now is Eruption. They have got to find a proper solid counter to spinners. Oh, see what happens in the grand final. The grand final. See, this episode that we just watched was actually filmed, the first heat filmed. Really? So I wasn't there when they filmed this one. I think I saw just the final match. Mm. And from what I remember... I was going around, when I first got there, I was talking to people, mm. and everyone was going on about Apollo and all that. And I was like, well, so what happened to Apollo? And they were like, oh, they faced Carbide and got just annihilated. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, that was how I was introduced to Carbide, and everyone just pointed at Carbide when I spoke to them and said, that's the machine to beat this year. That right there. And we're not sure if anyone actually can. <laughs> no. And they're not wrong. It's terrifying, but that was some brutal stuff we saw. That custom weapon motor they've made has seriously taken away all of the weaknesses from a spinner. Yeah. Or at least from what we've seen so far. The way spinners have been going, Mm -hmm. they've been so volatile to themselves. Well, that's right, because Carbide has actually, we saw it in this episode, uh, you know, get launched into the air, you know, spinner active, but kept going and kept functioning. And the spinner kept functioning. This was stuff that would have taken Carbide out in the previous series. Carbide just didn't really have to make repairs. When I was there, I I barely saw them work on Carbide because it didn't need to. Because it was it was just it it always came out in great condition. Name one moment in this episode where we went where they went oh on Carbide they've got some repairs to make. Yeah. Oh on Carbide have taken a little bit of damage. Nope, they took no damage. Minor damage. Nope, they did the damage. They never got it. flipped by Apollo. Nope, Apollo couldn't. Basically, they couldn't tank Two the damage quick enough against Apollo, and Apollo couldn't get one flip off on them. They got they had one attempt and it missed, and that was that was it. From that point onwards, it was basically over. What do you give that episode out of five? That was a great episode, but it was so one sided. 
crazy, isn't it? It's just watching Carbide win after win after win. And it gets to the point where you're picturing the final and you're thinking of the lineup and you're like, there ain't nobody who can beat Carbide. I don't know. I mean, I have to look back at the... Man, let's have a look back at the previous. So Ironside 3, just can't picture it. Cannot picture it beating Carbide. I think the only thing that can beat Carbide is itself. It will end up having to, if it does fall out, it would be by hitting something awkwardly or the spinner being fully active and hitting the floor, something that will cause Carbide to break internally. What about Aftershock? They have that vertical spinning disc. Could that launch them if they, say, both collided? Would you say that maybe Carbide, because they'd launch up, would that be enough to maybe do the damage? I mean, yeah, but I think in the process, it would actually take off Aftershock's spinner. Just break it clean off. <laughs> what about Eruption? Eruption have taken out, what do they do? Was it four out of the arena Yeah, yeah in a true. row? If they get them before Carbide have a chance, that's if, a possibility. It is a possibility. I mean, you have to. if you look at Carbide's design, it's very difficult to, to get underneath it without coming into contact with the spinner. I don't know. I just I cannot picture something being, and that's what makes the last episode quite exciting, I guess, because we're going to be able to see all of these different bots compete against Carbide. That's what it really comes down to, you know. <laughs> Pretty much, it's not. It's 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 interesting to see how they'll react together. But at the end of the day, what we're really looking for is which one is actually going to give it to Carbide and actually go through it. Because right now, I can't see it happening. So as we stand right now, mm-hmm. we won't make these your official predictions. Mm-hmm. We'll do that for the next episode. Yeah. But as you as things stand at the moment, what would you predict the final bout being, the winner, and also the wild card? Ooh. Sort of a pre-prediction. Yeah. So the wild card, it's a strong chance it's going to be Apollo, isn't it? Although I don't think there's any condition to go on. I suppose four, still there but has already kind of had its chance. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of something that can beat. I think the problem is, I mean, could you imagine Cherub going up against Carbide? I mean, I mean I, they took that we hit. We saw from... Cherub tank hits. There's no denying it. But big hits. Big hits as well. But a Carbide hit? That's the thing. They'll get the, launched straight the, through. The hits Cherub tanked ended up killing the machines that dishing it out, PP3D. It wouldn't take out Carbide. Carbide would then be free to continue Uh, hitting Cherub, you could say. I think there's a strong chance of it being Cherub who comes back. And I think a lot of that has to do with Cherub's amazing luck and maybe the blessing system that seems to be working with it. But would I be able to see Cherub then going on to make any progress in the finals? Probably not. What do you think our final bout will be then? Well, it's definitely going to be Carbide. Um, yeah. Yeah, Ironside 3. Ironside 3? Yeah. I've got high expectations of that in the final. Oh, it's so difficult though. I think it's going to be a spinner of some kind. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Whatever it is, it's against Carbide for definite. Carbide will be in the final match. Bold prediction. Is it? Or is it the safest prediction ever? You could argue that as well. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to the points. Oh, I didn't do well. So it's um. <laughs> so you get one point because you predicted Apollo versus Carbide, but your machine did not win. Mm-hmm. 
you went with Apollo. So you get a point. Ukulele Chris gets two, meaning now, officially, Ukulele Chris is on top. No! With six points to your four. Okay, no. five, sorry, you got five. About to say, so I can't one count. Point, one point out you are now. You, okay. You're relying on the final. So I really have to get the final right. Yep, what we'll say for the final is correct wildcard prediction. Mm-hmm. I'll give a bonus point for. Sweet. And then the usual after that, you got to get the, the final match and your winner gives you two points. The loser wins. You get one point. Okay. It's tense. It is tense. It's tense. It's a tough one. Anyway, what did I ask about? Five ten minutes ago, yeah. How many points do you give that episode out of five? Um, it was a great episode. It was very destructive. I feel like it was Carbide versus the rest of the cast. Really, I seeing Apollo absolutely victimized like that. Yeah, proper shades of uh, Lesnar versus Cena, SummerSlam twenty fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't guess it was WrestleMania night, would you? <laughs> no, of course not. Do, 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 do. Um. Yeah, I say I'm going to give that a four out of five. Solid four. Yep, solid four. Solid four. I prefer episodes where it feels more competitive. It's very difficult to be competitive when you're against something as unstoppable and ridiculously devastating as Carbide. On the other hand, watching what Carbide can do and the amount of destruction left behind in its wake, it's quite thrilling as well. It is intense, isn't it? So that's a scary bot. <laughs> what? What? What's anyone gonna do? It, it just walked through the previous champion like it was nothing. I suppose you could argue it's not faced another spinner, not another point. proper high end super spinner. So when I'm saying Ironside Free, it's a pretty competent spinner. So is Aftershock. Oh yeah, Concussion. When that drum actually got up to speed and hit, say so thought it took it upside down. Yeah, so. Yeah. There's some big, big hitters. That's the thing. We're almost getting the final lineup to be a lot of one-punch knockout power. And what about Eruption? The Flipper. The Flipper, representing the Flippers. But possibly the only robot that was as dominant as Carbide. That's true. They flipped all their opponents out of the arena pretty damn quickly as well. And we don't know who the wildcard is yet. The wildcard as well. Part of me wants it to be Apollo and part of me doesn't. Problem one is their bot is trashed, <laughs> like ridiculously trashed. And also they had their chance against Carbide. It did not go well. If they were then wildcarded into the finals, they would just run into Carbide again. There's no avoiding it. Exactly. Whereas some of the bots from the other episodes, they might have a chance. One of the runner ups from the other episodes might be the bot. But also obviously... As champions, they're kind of, you know, not entitled to come back as the wild card, but they certainly have to be. You could say they've proved themselves enough in a way. It's not like they're champions by fluke. It is an incredible bot. And where it wasn't fighting Carbide in this episode, they were performing brilliantly. As opposed to who you want to be the wild card, who do you think will be the wild card? Who I think will be the wild card. What about Pulsar? It came second to... Ironside 3. Ironside 3. It wasn't in the best state at the end of it, but then again, you could argue that for a few of them. Well, definitely. Pulsar's an interesting one. I'd like to see how well it would do against Carbide. If it was working. If it was working. Because that's the biggest problem with Pulsar. And then obviously there's four. Like I say, already been wildcard once, so really shouldn't get another try. But 
in a lineup made entirely of spinners and a flipper, maybe we need an X-Bot. Cherub, not very likely. And even if they do, I can't see them getting far. I mean, they, it was a good bot and it tanked some heavy hits, but with so little um, offense and running into this many spinners. This many spinners and the flipper that dominated it. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> what do you do? Exactly. There's not much Well, what one do you think that. actually stands the most of a chance then? Out of the wildcard options. Well, I mean, uh, there's one more wildcard we haven't spoken about. And that is? Sabretooth. Sabretooth, they're pretty badly beaten up as well. Oh, I know, <laughs> I know. But, I mean, that's the lineup. I mean, really, what we're looking at here is what wildcard is still functioning at this point. I mean, what if a wildcard is entered but fails to function? Then they have to draw it back and big O to the next wildcard. I guess, yeah, because they have it. to rank their wildcards. Yeah. They'll have to actually not only look at which one performed best and has earned the wildcard, but also which one's not completely obliterated. And I don't think it's going to be Apollo because Apollo was a wreck. Oh man, this is one crazy series, isn't it? Well, we won't find out next week because of golf. Thanks, golf. So I'm guessing it'll be in two weeks time. Two weeks time. Two weeks to wait and anticipate. Did a rhyme. It's all tennis and golf on BBC Two all day, apparently, for, for next Sunday. So, I guess it's time to sign out. Okay, so we are on Twitter at Podcast Activate because someone already had at Activate Podcast and we aren't bitter about it at all. We also have an email address, activatepodcast at gmail.com. If you email or tweet us, we will read it out in the episode. We want to hear your predictions. They always make the episode slightly more interesting, hearing what people think is going to happen. And, uh, yeah, everybody stop saying carbide. <laughs> I want to hear some variation. With you guys, you know? <laughs> what was it that somebody tweeted that, was it Rusty? has got get, in get with a chance. The final See, that's what I like. I like the outside. Man, you remember when I said that Cherub's got a chance? Hey, they did. Everyone was they laughing well. at me. They're not nah, laughing like now. Everyone was laughing at you. Was anyone <laughs> laughing at you? I don't know. Everyone was writing that bot off. I suppose. Yes, and they but... continued to do so even though it got to the final. So, yeah. Tweet us, email us, and be sure to tune in in two weeks. But also next week, we'll try and put together something. We'll figure something out, yep. Give us some talking points and we will respond. And thanks for listening. You can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Please subscribe on iTunes, follow us on SoundCloud, give us a nice review on either one. That's nice, it works. And we'll see you for a bonus episode next week. <laughs> <laughs>